Indie Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 269. This episode is sponsored by Unplugged Float Essentials. You guys have heard us talk about this for a few weeks now. We hope that you've tried it. We hope that you've supported the podcast by going to unpluggedfloatessentials.com, entering the discount code GGW. Tell us what it is, Claire. Well, Joy. <laughs> Thanks, Joy. How, Over to you. How is it announced? <laughs> how is it announced? How has it enhanced your life so far? Well, I bought some for Brandon, mm-hmm. and I got some for Brandon, and it has enhanced my life because it relaxed my husband. Oh, good. Brandon, as you guys know, has started uh, recently passed his NCLEX and has started, just got a new job and has really had a lot of anxiety and had a lot of hard time, a lot of hard time, has had a hard time falling asleep because he's just really anxious about this new job and there's a little, you know, it's like your first job as a nurse. Like most people, when they get a new job, it's like, eh, what's the worst that could happen? No one's going to yeah. die. No, if you're a nurse and you F up, like someone could die. Right. So he's nervous. <laughs> so I got, understandably so. so. And I got him um, the queen soak. Mm-hmm. And because that's the one that kind of talked about like specifically being for a stress relief. And they're all for stress relief though. Yeah, for um, sure. And it's been great. And it really does help. It's part of his now like new bedtime routine. Um, He does some natural calm. He takes a little CBD bath. Mm-hmm. So these are, if you, this is the first time you guys are listening to us talk about unplugged float essentials. This is is a an Epsom salt based bath salt that has CBD in it as well in a water soluble powder and so it's more bioavailable more able to be absorbed by your body through the water other than rather than like an essential oil which is a lot of other products that you see and it's just great cbd has a ton of benefits for anti-stress anti-anxiety also anti-inflammatory it's really blown up in the world it really is it's, it it's, really it's is. up and coming it's really up and coming so this is perfect if you are curious about cbd but aren't really quite ready to ingest it yet maybe that makes you a little bit nervous mm-hmm. it comes with a card that tells you from a third party exactly what's in it not a car a card <laughs> <laughs> that tell yes it drives up in the crossfit van um, and so this will not cause you to test positive on a drug test anything like that correct i'm they're great so go check them out and support the podcast at the same time that's mm-hmm. unpluggedfloatessentials.com the discount code is ggw thank you in advance for supporting us we're uh, five and a half years strong here and every little bit helps so um even if you don't have the ability to to purchase products at this time if you could go to itunes and subscribe or write a review that also really helps us out because the podcast world is getting even more competitive so every little bit helps and just keeps our little podcast afloat here so yes so let's talk uh kick it off with the crossfit news because that was like the number one question and it's kind of cute that everyone wants to know our thoughts about it i know because we're like oh let us just tell you let us tell you (laughs) we don't care Newsflash. We don't care at all. And you shouldn't either. Um, <laughs> you okay. know, for someone who has such a good voice, I shouldn't be the one who's singing. You should be the one. You said something the other day where you were singing something, some song over and over again. And it wasn't today, whatever song you were singing today. And part of me is like, why is I want more like voice memos of Claire singing because you have a really good singing I'll voice. I'll work on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway... <laughs> So, in case you guys are not... That didn't, uh, that didn't break her into a song, no, by the way. No, it's fine. Okay. Um, I just couldn't think of one off the yeah. top of my head. Because we're not allowed to sing real songs, guys. Well, you know what? I was actually going to do one today. Just to be like, you know what? We haven't done it in a while. We haven't. Just throw it in the middle. Sandy probably Sandy's won't not notice. Listening. <laughs> we love you, Sandy. Love you, Sandy. Um, okay, so if you are not a CrossFitter or you haven't been online in a couple of days... Just stay put. Don't leave us here. <laughs> here's what happened. Greg Glassman came out and said we're restructuring the games greg glassman is the founder or ceo of crossfit correct they're restructuring the games the it's a little bit confusing still exactly how this is going to play out sure but the main two things are that they're getting rid of regionals as we know them and the open is the open is going to change quite a bit although it's sticking around Mm -hmm. we're getting rid of regionals as we know them instead what they're doing is it's really more like an Olympics qualifying model right. at this point. So, mm-hmm. which makes kind of which makes sense to me. It but does. It's and like, very different. It's all of a sudden it, like out of the blue. Completely. Yeah. I mean, they did like an Olympics opening ceremony this year. Like, fair. Maybe we should have seen it coming. Sure. I mean, it's so true. Hindsight, we're always like, oh, that's why they oh, did that. The oh, the Olympics. Okay. <laughs> but so basically, in the from the open, each the open is sort of the new regionals. Mm-hmm. In from the open, the top male and female from each country from the open will automatically qualify for the games right right i think so regionals is going away 
right? I think so. Hold on. I'm pulling up the article. So I'm like, ah! <laughs> um, shout see. out to Justin from Morning Chaco because from Morning he killed Chaka. it on these recaps. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So the new CrossFit game season, what you need to know. What's staying? The CrossFit Open, the CrossFit Games. Great. What's going? Regionals, Invitational. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What's new? This is again from Morning Chaka. Hi, Justin. What's new? The Open is moving to October. I'm confused by that, okay. but that's fine. Hold on. Just staying with us. Each country with a licensed affiliate will be crowning the title of fitness <laughs> fittest in country through the five-week-long Open. The top male, female, and team will receive an invitation to the CrossFit Games. Automatically right out of the Open. Mm-hmm. CrossFit will now partner with outside. This is also, this is what I really like. This is new. This is new. CrossFit will now partner with outside events to host 16 CrossFit sanctioned competition from November through June. The winners of each will get an invitation to the CrossFit Games. Things like Wadapalooza, yep. Granite Games. and Which I think is very smart. I think is really cool. Yep. So here's what I think is going to happen. CrossFit will outsource broadcasting to another partner. Which they should have been doing this whole damn time. So... I mean, granted, we do want them to hire us just because we think we're right. hilarious. We are hilarious. And we would be such a good entertainment and we're addition. Gonna, and hopefully they still hire Nikki. Yeah, who we for like. sure. But guys. But, but side note. Broadcasting. Uh, broadcasting should have been should this whole time. Blah, 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 show. Um, okay. What's to be determined? Age group qualifiers and divisions. The new CrossFit Games calendar. October is the CrossFit Open. November through June. 16 sanctioned CrossFit competitions, and in August is the CrossFit Games. Which eventually probably even that will change, but since they just signed another contract with Madison, they probably had to keep that. Yeah. So, okay. So just by the way, to the new CrossFit Open, it says in each country where there is a CrossFit affiliate, athletes will be competing for the title of fittest in their country, each male, female, blah, blah, blah. We already said that. However, given the timing of this change, there will be two CrossFit Opens for the 2019 season, one in late February, one in late February, then one again in October where it will remain. So because they're just going to, they're almost like going to do this Okay, so they're not doing one like next month. No. They're going to keep it in February. February. And then they're going to keep have doing the, the sanctioned events. Got it. But they're going to then, for moving forward, they're going to have it. So next year it'll we'll start being two. in October. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So you will qualify for the 2019 games in February through the Open in mm-hmm. theory. Okay. So there's a lot of still things that are unknown. For sure. The moral of the story is. Things are changing. We don't care. <laughs> That was I mean, okay, so I would like to read a couple comments from, we we posted it on our Girls I, Gone Wide Facebook. You know yeah, I do think, it's, uh, let me take that back. Yeah. It's not that I don't care. Sure. It's that I don't have strong opinions about it. Yeah. Because I trust Greg Glassman and Dave and Castro. And Dave Castro. Yeah. I think they know what they're doing. They for sure know what they're and doing. And to be honest with you, the CrossFit Games are fun, but if the CrossFit Games went away forever. Yeah. That would not really affect my life. Right. And I think just from our interview with Greg, you know, he's he not... He feels the same way. The CrossFit Games away forever. Yeah, he's not so jazzed. He's life. jazzed about spreading the CrossFit gospel. Well, and that's, He's not I think jazzed about the games. I think, you know, in the article from the Morning Chalk Up, he quotes Greg Glassman saying, like, you know, out of the almost 1,500 affiliates worldwide, right. or over 1,000 affiliates worldwide, uh, maybe a couple hundred... And I'm paraphrasing the quote. This is not the real quote. Maybe a couple hundred have ever been represented at the game. Right. Whereas every single day in every single box, people's lives are being changed. Right. So he wants to reflect more a broader sample of CrossFit affiliates throughout the world at the CrossFit Games. Like how cool would it be to have a more diverse population at the CrossFit Games and the people that are attending at the same time? Like I want to go and I want to see a more diverse crowd when I'm there. So a couple of things though that I think are going to happen. The first thing I think is going to happen is that a bunch of... People um, are going to move. A bunch of people are going to (laughs) move. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. If you are serious about CrossFit... But I guess not. You're going to go like open the first affiliate in the Galapagos. Like... People probably sure. are already applying for business probably. licenses like in Yemen and like, you know. Did you ever watch that Friends episode where he's like, I'm moving to Yemen? No, no but okay. I did listen to Jesse or okay. I did read Jesse's, Jesse Govan's comment where she's right. like, BRB, moving to Yemen. Yeah. So Jesse's already on it, guys. You can't go. Yeah. Don't go to Yemen. Don't Jesse's go to there. Yemen. She claimed it. She claimed it. <laughs> Dibsies. Anyway. Shotgun. Other thing I think is going to happen is this, it will turn into sort of like an Olympics style yeah. um, competition in that you'll kind of know who which country is going to win yeah. before it really starts. Like, right. Although, I mean, to be fair, this past year, you know, there was 
where's Laura Horvath from again? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, hungry, gosh, hungry. hungry, yeah. So you know, we never had somebody from yeah. Hungary on the podium before, which is great. And the first guy from France was there, so like it is starting to get more diverse. Yeah, but I think pretty much every year it's going to be like okay, U.S., Iceland, same people. And but it will be interesting because now only one person from Iceland, only one person from the U.S. I like or that. a couple people probably. I kind of like that. I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's but, well, like those, only one daughter. A lot of those people will also probably end up qualifying in those other 16 events. For sure. But Do you think they'll get together and be like, okay, you win this event, you win this event, be, so we could all should. go? They probably should. They're going to get like game this whole system. Yeah. Lord almighty. It's just- and the other thing, though, I think that is going to be really interesting is that this increases the pool of athletes to like almost over 350, I want to say, right? Yeah. Per, for individuals. I think you're right. I don't have it pulled so up. So that's going to be crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I think it's you're right. I remember it just like change. tripling the number of yeah. athletes. Yeah. It's going to completely change the way the games are run. Right. So I'm very interested to see that. Anyway, so those are my thoughts. I'm excited to see it. I'm not super bummed that it's, that they, you know, like I, I don't have any negative emotions I about it really. I'm starting to feel like, and I know that my argument of like, <laughs> we should do a handicap so people can like, people who won need, can like be set behind you know what I mean like yeah (laughs) what am I trying to say and you're like I don't you know I don't think that's fair because if you won like you're the fittest and I think there's a part of me that's like I just want something a little bit different I just want somebody else to win besides Matt Fraser right but I guess if they're like you know the if he's the fittest and he's the fittest but there's just part of me it's like I'm just kind of over it I think the way that this does potentially affect us and the the average crossfit out there listening yeah which I don't think too many games athletes listen to our show still. No. Is that it likely will make the Open a lot harder. Yeah. Because the Open is the new regionals. Yeah. And so now the question is. Crazy. Is there going to be an even bigger gap between Scaled and RX? Yeah. Is there going to be like a. a, a, I could see there being a a third like competitors. Do you know if there's like competitors, RX and Scaled? Right. Who knows? So I will be interested to see that. Yes. But again, the open makes you crazy already. Don't let it make it you crazy. It really does. And people are already freaking out because it's going to be two right. in 2019. Yeah. So just yeah. relax. Everyone just calm down. You know, maybe this It'll will make everyone calm down a little bit more it, about the open. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to read a few comments from our Facebook post because a lot of people, a lot of people had, had feels about this. Uh, Sarah says, not sure how I feel about the loss of regionals. It's my favorite yearly holiday, but I'm here for the fittest in Genovia. <laughs> yes. Uh, Pippa says, I don't know if I'm mentally prepared to do the open again so soon i'm still tired from the last one where we clarified <laughs> that it's not going to be in october this year yes uh it'll be next year uh jacqueline says i love this more about global health and involving more affiliates and countries and less about the spectacle perhaps which i agree with is that how you guys feel yes uh jacqueline that's how we feel and what are the feels i want to instagram live with the feels <laughs> everyone's very interested in this uh anna says Interesting. That will be annoying for the North American athletes, though, as it means if you're not fittest in the U.S., you need to go through events which will be spread all throughout the season. And what if, let's say, Fraser wins the U.S. Open and the Wadapalooza? <laughs> that's so true. That, I wa- that's interesting. I Probably in that case, they would They're just They're like, you can't it do it again. S- or they would just give it a second place. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, wouldn't that be funny, though, if he's like, all right, I'm just going to win all these events so I could just, like, knock everyone out. I feel like out. he's the type of person, though, who once he start like, once he yeah. won one, he would just stop he's like, I'm kind of competing. Done. Yeah. He wouldn't yeah. keep going. Mm-hmm. All right. So because at some point you're just yeah breaking up your at body. At some point you just like need to. I think it will. That will. That point is interesting though. That like it the trainings the cadence of the training season now is completely all over the place. Right. Because if you yeah that's true. You know if there's 16 events and you want to compete in all of them or in 10 of them or in five of them or whatever like you now have to be in shape to qualify for the games all year. Right. From November to June. Yeah. Like that's really different than that's the way crazy. it's been approached. So it's going to be, I mean, I, and it's just a testimony to how freaking competitive competitive yeah. it's getting more and more and more and more. Um, I do want to say one quick thing is I was listening to the Mind Pump guys, which you guys know we love them, but I was like, I, I still have to listen to them like bitch about CrossFit. And I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like you, you have such the wrong idea about it. Like yeah. they're kind of set in their ways about how they think about CrossFit, which is fine. But I, I was listening to them like kind of be like, oh, CrossFit's on the way out because they laid off all the broadcasting people. I'm like, right. do you understand this is because they're growing like gangbusters that they're hiring like a whole, they're probably going to be hiring a whole new team with like some huge broadcasting company. Like this is right. not because they're going down. Right. The they're outsourcing. Like, this is like a like, normal. This is because they're growing 
growing. And so I thought it was really funny because a lot of people who want to hate on CrossFit are like, oh, oh, here it goes. Yeah, it's like the big layoffs are just hemorrhaging money. Like they're going downhill. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I also was talking to somebody, one of my friends who she got laid off. She was not part of the broadcast team. So there were some. You had a friend who worked for CrossFit? Yeah, a different who worked at HQ. She worked like in like a administrative kind of position how do i not know this girl you do oh i do oh um hi and, <laughs> hi i just don't you know if she doesn't okay. want me talking yeah, about totally. her job on the Fair. podcast i don't want to out, out sure her. hi hi um and it sounds like there's like bigger restructuring going on as well outside of just the media team yeah but that totally makes sense because yeah. for a small anyway i yeah. i will be curious to see what happens i think at the end of the day though the strength of CrossFit is not at HQ. Yeah. Like you could get That's rid of good point. 90% of the HQ staff and just have, you know, the affiliate team working there. I mean, I hate to say it, but CrossFit would survive without Dave Castro. That's the thing. Is it really what I it think? It really like, would. And I think that's what Greg God bless is the trying man. to prove. I love like, him, but I think he kind of has this like not chip on his shoulder, but sort of this like thing. Maybe he's out to prove like, hey, listen, CrossFit is not the CrossFit Games and we don't need the CrossFit Games. Yeah. And all we need are the stories of the affiliates and the health stories. And it's true. And, and everything yeah. you see him put out. Right. It's all about getting doctors on board. Completely. Talking to, putting seminars on for doctors. Like he's all about the health and spreading yep. the, the health and wellness of, of how CrossFit is affecting people's lives in that way. So CrossFit is not on the outs, you guys. Like, this is... Like, I for, think the CrossFit Games might be the on the CrossFit Games, sure, yeah. I mean, that could be changing, but it'll but, be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I have know. another a different friend who just took the CFMD uh-huh. L1 this past weekend cool. at the ranch. Awesome. I really can't wait <gasps> to talk to her about ranch. it. Is that our girl? No, different oh, girl. Different girl. This is a girl. Like we're talking about so many. <laughs> no. This was one of the women who I used to cross it with in Golden. She oh, anyway. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Remember, I told you she was like the Malia of Golden. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Malia. Hi, Malia. I love Malia. Malia goes to my gym. She's yes, the best. She's wonderful. We've been doing CrossFit since day she one. She was in my elements class. No way. Yeah, me and Malia were in the same elements class. Oh, memories. Anyway, you guys don't know who we're talking about. Okay, <laughs> she's a. Fabulous She's a fabulous woman. woman. They have an amazing family. Yes. And we love her very much. Okay. So we're going to jump into some questions too. Yes. Because we got some good we ones. We did get we, some good ones. This is kind of just like on the fly. It we're is going to Camp Timeout this weekend. So we're going to be recording a couple episodes there live at Camp Timeout. So um, Claire and I are kind of, you know, gearing up for that mentally. <laughs> Yes. We're really excited about it, but it's going to be a lot. So, okay, uh, real we, quick before we get yeah. in, because I know we're going to forget to talk sure. about this. And I'm gazing into JT's eyes. Oh, my buddy boy. Every couple of months, we have to kind of give like a little refresh about JT. JT and the way that he works with Joy. Yes. And I think today, I would like to, because we've recently gotten a couple messages and a couple emails, people mm-hmm. saying, like, hey, I have a friend or I have a dog. I have a friend who has a dog or I have a dog and I'm interested in getting them trained to be a a service service animal animal. like Mm -hmm. what would you suggest yeah if you are one of the people who sent these emails we are not trying to like call you out right because i think this is a totally valid question people don't know what they don't know yeah and so we just want to talk a little bit about how joy got jt Mm -hmm. and specifically the fact that joy did not get jt and then train him correct he came to her train he came into life raised as a service animal yeah Yeah. and joy then applied for the program to receive a service dog Mm -hmm. so talk a little bit about that and how that differs from somebody training their own animal yes so jt comes from an organization called canine companions for independence cci.org if you want to go check it out and i found out about this agency just through friends when i was working at the district attorney's office we had a couple service animals through um that people were doing puppy raising so i found out through that job um, back in the day. And then I decided to look into uh, applying for a a CCI dog. So how you go about it with CCI is you have to apply and it's a very, very, very lengthy two-year to be exact uh, application process. Um, And so the reason they do it is that you are getting this dog for free through CCI, but you're um, going through all the training and they're, you know, it's a very lengthy application process. And so, uh, you know, in exchange for your work and your, you know, whatever it is that you need, they do, they're able to do this by giving these dogs for free. And so the type of animal that I have is called a facility dog. So they have service animals, they have skilled companion animals, which is a parent or guardian of a child with a disability. 
Um, so if the child cannot handle the, the dog, and when I say handle, meaning like you're the dog handler, not that the dog, the kid can't handle it. Yeah, but they can't like physically, <laughs> they can't physically hold like the leash guide the dog command or the dog, command the dog. Yeah. Correct. And so um, JT is a facility dog. So that just means he works with me in a facility for patients. And so I applied for that category of a dog, obviously. And then I so got in other accepted words, into he the doesn't, like He's not like your personal service No, he's animal. not my personal. He's pers- not like correct. helping you turn on lights or no. alerting to Joy's right. seat, non-existent seizures. Right, that, exactly. Yeah. And so CCI animals are all trained the same exact commands and they're all trained in like the same way, but they do such a good job of matching the animal to the person who's in the application. So they're... Just based on the animal's personality, Just right? the personality. And so they'll say, you know, I had to go for an in-person interview and interviewed with CCI. And then they said, what do you want this dog for? Blah, blah, blah. They go through the whole application to make sure that what my lifestyle and my job is, is going to be a fit for the dog and that the dog is going to be a fit for my lifestyle. So anyway, so fast forward is I got accepted to that program and JT and I went through two weeks of training and then we graduated together. And so now he works with me in a behavioral health setting. So he comes to work with me to work with patients. He's not my animal. Um, he is the behavioral health department's animal. So we're seeing patients all day. He's well, sitting yeah, in I groups. Mean, that, but yeah, if you were he, to leave your job, he would come with you. He would you. come with me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people get confused with like, wait, so does he go home with you at night? It's like, yes, he's my animal, he's but your, he's right, contracted with CCI, meaning that if I were to just stop using him and they found out, they could essentially like take him away because they're in, we're in this like active contract for probably another two years. He'll retire. But we're in this active contract, meaning like you agree that by taking this dog and us donating this dog to you in your practice, you are going to use him, use him the purpose. way he's supposed to be used. Yeah. So so that's kind of the nutshell of it. So people who think that, and there's there's a lot of rules around service animals, and I would really encourage people to um, educate themselves. And I'm really soapboxy about this, so I'll keep it super brief. But is to educate yourself on what a service animal is. So if you think that a therapy dog and a comfort animal or emotional support animal are the same thing, it is absolutely could not be further. There could not be further from the truth. And they're so different. So make sure that you're just edge. And I know there a lot of people come to our behavioral health department asking for letters. Like, can you just sign this letter to um, have my dog come with me everywhere? And it's like, you can't, that's not how it works. So there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, make sure you understand that if you have a dog that you think could be a service animal, nine times out of 10, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> and I'm not trying to um, dissuade you from that, but um, it's very, very stressful on the animal to train an animal to be, to be a service animal. So I, I think it's it's more ethical to train a service animal where they're born to do that job or they're born into the that training. path and they have to go out through all these milestones and pass these milestones and these stress tests to make sure that the animal is going to be taken care of and that you're not putting the animal in a situation where they're going to freak out. Um, so I just really want to kind of put that PSA out there and I'm, I'm glad we can like educate people where we can. Cause I think it's really important that, um, if you ask a doctor to sign off on your animal, you're, you're really abusing the system. And because there's not a lot of regulations out there that people aren't going to like stop you from doing it, but just don't be a jerk. Like <laughs> you can't take your, your animal to the store just because it's convenient. Like you have to understand right. that JT, there's right. people, I, I don't, I don't even take JT to the store cause I can't, like he doesn't have public access with me because I don't have a disability. And so I could get away with it because he has a vest. No one would question me, but I don't do it cause I know the rules. And so the people that do it because they want it to be convenient. Just understand that you're really putting in other people at risk when you are with an animal that's not trained to be a service animal. Um, if you see someone at a store that actually has a service animal and your dog freaks out and attacks the service animal, guess what? You just put that person with a disability in a really shitty situation. And you didn't mean to, but like these are the things that I have to coach people on. It's right. like you really have to understand what you're doing. And there is such a thing as like training your – like I have not had friends who train their dogs to be like therapy dogs and they'll take them into – like you know, yeah, the, and I'm not children's it's hospital, not right. doable. <clears throat> what I'm saying it's is, just, like, there there are other areas where you can your dog can be of service, yeah. to the community in controlled ways that, like, right. a, you know, like when Brandon worked at Children's Hospital, there was this. He always talked about this Saint Bernard who came in, and it was just a, a therapy yes. dog. Right. And once a week, the owner would bring him in, and he would just like snuggle with the kids and right. then go home, which is. 100% cool. And right. I think that's like... And that's you different. Have, yeah. Still a certification you have to go through. Still right. you can't just get a sign, you know, right. like a form signed saying right. my dog is a Or if animal. you went to the therapy or children's hospital and children's was like, hey, my best friend's 
you know, husband has this animal. Can we bring him in once a week? And they said, sure. That's just like a personal agreement that you guys totally. have worked out. That's totally fine. Right. But you just can't like pass it off as a service animal, like yeah. by going into public wherever you want. Okay. Anyway, so that's like the nutshell. And so I, I don't, again, like if you have done it other ways, I know that there are exceptions and there's always going to be someone who's like, well, I had this dog that was perfect as a therapy dog. I like, I'm not questioning that right. but as or a general rule. Um, I just want to put that PSA out there. So, uh, look into it and just know the rules, know the ADA rules. I think that's very important to understand of what you're asking for as an able-bodied person. Um, kind of out of convenience. If you just want to take your dog in public, uh, it's really does a disservice to the people or who if you fall do under have, the ADA law. Yeah. Or if you are really, truly interested in either yeah. becoming a service right. dog handler right. or getting involved, or you really do, you're still sitting here thinking like, that's not my question. I have this dog. Yeah, my sister right. has, you know, epilepsy. I want yeah. to train it to detect her seizures. Like there are definitely There's avenues. There's so many different avenues for yeah. you to do that. Um, but that's totally separate and apart from right. JT and Joy's situation. Right. And also just make sure one last thing is to just make sure that your dog, you're putting your dog in a, in a ethical situation. Like don't yeah. do it because you want to do it. Like make sure the dog is taken care of. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, letting me rant a little bit about that. Yes. I get a little bit ranty. I'm very okay. protective about that process. Okay. Um, Rebecca asked about our thoughts about the CrossFit news and we just responded. So thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> She's, and then she asked a follow-up question. Have you guys tried the Noble shoes? Are they narrow, narrower than Nano or Metcons? We've gotten a lot of questions about this. Yeah. We got some Nobles. We sure did. Noble hooked it up and with Camp Time Out, they got us some some Noble, yeah. Noble shoes. No bowl just the horns i like them <laughs> um i will say so i have like the most standard foot ever i am i do i am standard like foot. it's like completely just you do foot shaped you have a <laughs> like there's you know i don't have like a wide toe or like a, like a low foot. arch or anything <laughs> i have a toe a very standard foot and it's just shaped like a foot. It's just shaped like a foot. Like there's nothing weird or like different about my foot. Like you don't have like a really curvy right, toe. Right, no, I don't have bunions or anything. I don't, I don't have flat feet. I don't have high arches. You have arches. like tiny toes though. Do I? Yeah. I feel like they're proportionate. Well, maybe mine are just big. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the point of this is that I tend to not have strong feelings about shoes because yeah, you all shoes sort of fit me. Right. I am like... A standard size eight in almost every brand. Every once in a while, a shoe will come along that's like a little bit too big or a little bit too small because of just variations in brands. Sure, but like ninety nine percent of the time, I will fit into a size eight, and ninety nine percent of the time, the unless it's like oh, oh, something weird about the shoe, it will fit my foot just fine. Mm -hmm. The Nobles are a tiny bit small, just a smidge, just enough, like the smidgiest smidge, just enough for me to. I've only worn them a couple times and I'm, it's just enough for me to think like, man, I really hope these break in a little bit. Yeah. So if you are between sizes, I would size up. Correct. Other than that, I really like them. Yeah. I did a workout with them a couple, maybe last week. And you got the like classic trainer, right? I got the classic trainer, yeah. just normal. Canvas or the, uh, no. The, okay. Not, and they aren't suede either. They're just okay. the normal. Like the blue. whatever bumpy. Yeah. The yeah. dark blue, normal. Yeah. I, I will say that the canvas ones I've heard kind of wear kinda it a stinky. little bit faster oh, and really? they're a little more stinky probably because they I don't wanted breathe. the suede ones, but they didn't have yeah. them in my size because mm -hmm. I wanted blue suede to play shoes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, and I liked the gum sole on the suede, but yes. oh well. Anyway, so I have the dark blue ones. They have gray soles. They're very cute. I wore them in a workout where we were doing like 200 meter runs in the warm up. Mm -hmm. And I probably wouldn't run more than like a 200 or 400 in these shoes because they're very flat. I agree. But then I went on to do deadlifts with them, which I loved. I went on to row with them, which felt great. I think that they're a really solid just kind of like standard Metcon shoe. Yeah. It reminds me of working out in when I used to work Converse, like the yeah. high tops, but um, with the durability of a Nano. Totally. So I got the high top ones because I was like, well, got to get the high top ones. I mean, they have Joy's high gotta tops. got to get the high tops. And I haven't worn high tops in a long time to work out. So I, whatever. I just chose them. They're great. They're, um, they come laced. 
So I spent a good 10 minutes like loosening them up so I could get my dang foot in there because high tops are really hard to get on. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't so think I've worn high tops since I was like in middle school. It took me a little bit so. of, a ta- of time. So just a note to self, it does take some loosening up if you get the high tops. But I do like, I feel like they're super... Um, just stable so i did a couple workouts in them so far and i just feel like the stability is really really nice so i feel like um you know we've done some double unders and deadlifts and just kind of the, the classic crossfit moves and i just feel like i'm not you just don't feel like you're in a slipper slide yeah, not, not that at you, all and um, i like that i feel like i the thing i like the most about them is i feel like i can wear them like with jeans or something and mm-hmm. they don't look like an athletic shoe right depending yeah. on which ones you get but right. like for the most part i and I have some nanos that are similar. They're just like dark green, really low profile. And mm-hmm. I like those because I feel like I could wear them with like a casual outfit. Right. And it doesn't look like I'm wearing sneakers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So w- that being said, I like I kind of said before, I don't really have strong opinions about shoes. I don't really like I'm not switching all my shoes to Noble. Like, right. I feel like, comparable to them. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel the same way about, like, Great. I like them. I like Nano. I like them just fine. I like Nikes. Right. Any shoe and you want. Here's the thing, too. I feel like people are always like, oh, what shoes do you like? What shoes do you think is the best? They're so, so individual. Different. Because I have super wide feet, which, mm-hmm. by the way, Nobles are great because I I, th- I was a little worried about that. Um, but they fit just fine. But I feel like even with running shoes or CrossFit shoes, everyone's are so different. So I I can't, I don't think you're going to go wrong. I don't think I've ever worn a CrossFit shoe that I didn't like. Like I liked different things about the Nano. I like different things about the Metcon and it just has to do with kind of your style and like what you're looking for. So um, I find myself really gravitating towards the Nobles right now because I do like the high top style. Like I just feel like it's more supportive on my ankle and I, they're just really sturdy. And so I'm enjoying working out in them, but I like switching it up too. So um, that's that's our review. Uh, Alyssa asked, Joy, how did you know you wanted to be a therapist? That's uh, such a great question. I don't know if I ever... Well, I grew up... My mom worked for a psychiatry office growing up. So I was always around... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was always around that environment. So I kind of was around therapists my whole life. Um, so I think I knew from a pretty like young age, meaning going into college, I knew I wanted to study psychology, but I just wasn't hundred percent sure until after college that that's kind of the career path I wanted to pursue. And even, I kind of laugh even thinking back. Cause I'm like, man, when I entered grad school, I was 22. I was, that's so young to be going to grad school. Um, and I graduated when I was 25. So I was a therapist at 25, which looking back again, I just have to laugh out that I'm like, who was even listening to me at 25? Which is probably why <laughs> I really grad- gravitated towards working with teenagers because I was like, well, I'm older than teenagers. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> when you're a young therapist, it's just really hard to be taken seriously. It's right. just it's so hard. So uh, Haven Amy says, uh, has Joy gone to CrossFit Roots yet and practiced muscle ups? And that's her way of encouraging me. You did. <laughs> I did. So yeah, I, I hung time. out with I hung out with uh, Nicole Christensen at CrossFit Roots. It was actually the weekend after the games mm-hmm. because I saw her at the games and I, she I just, immediately was like, she Joy. Was, and I gave myself shit. I was like, no, I need to. God, Nicole, I, I just really need to go over there. And she's like, get over there. So this the weekend after the games, I went to CrossFit Roots. She gave me some amazing drills that I've never seen or heard of before. So it wasn't like someone saying, try this, now try this. Now you say try. that, everyone's going to be like, Joy. Boy, I know your muscle I will I'll probably have to do videos though it's really hard to explain yeah. on the podcast but she was and actually they're not mine they're hers but she actually go to CrossFit Roots Instagram page because she does post videos of them on there there you go or Nicole Christensen's Instagram page which you can find by going to CrossFit Roots do so it. if you go to CrossFit Roots Instagram she does post videos on there of all the drills she kind of ran through with me you kind of have to search for them it's not like every single day she's posting one but um, they're just really, really helpful. And like the second we started working on them, I was like, oh, this is for sure going to help. Have you been doing that? So, yeah, I, because you really don't have to do much. So you yeah. do like sprinkle. She, I sprinkle like a couple movements before and after class. Um, the bottom line that I will say is a lot of people focus on pulling up. Mm-hmm. And so using like the pull up strength where she's training me to push down. Oh, so we're doing like all that. these drills right, pull, of me pull, pull. pushing, 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 pushing. Now pushing. you're pushing, pushing, pushing. Okay. Yeah, because she's like, you don't, like, no one has, like, if you were to imagine, 
wiping down a table yeah like that movement of pushing down like no one practices that right we're always doing the pulling up so if you're pushing like down 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 so she's doing all these things with the rings so if you pretend like you're grabbing the rings and like pushing down like you're wiping a table like kind of like that movement Mm -hmm. you you will immediately be like oh i never do that (laughs) so that's the movement that she's like she saw me do a couple attempts and she was like oh i know exactly what's going on with you um and and that's like the transition yeah it's the transition right there like that push 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 and so she had me go through a couple things I was like, oh my god, Nicole, this is totally gonna help. Totally gonna help. Um, so I'm really um, excited. She also asks, will I find out the sex of the baby before birth? It's a girl. I feel like we talked. We said this last week. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Did we? It's a girl. Yeah, I said that last. And week. Regina George is the name. Yeah, remember? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Side note: We're not literally naming <laughs> no, Regina not. George because I feel like people will be like, okay, okay. <laughs> they really like that movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> Current Netflix or show binges, not a cooking show. Oh. I don't have any that aren't a cooking show, cooking show so I can help you. Oh, so we got into um, Sharp Objects, which I've been watching. It's not really intense. It's really intense. But here's the thing. So I don't recommend it. Like if you just have a very weak a stomach. Casual. Not a casual Sunday <laughs> night. But here's the thing is whenever Scott watches something that's too intense for me, yeah. I just watch it in the periphery. Totally. So I'm like either like on, on your phone, phone yeah. or I'm making something in the kitchen or I'm like cleaning and I'm just like walking in and out of the house. Yep. I'm like just enough so I can like get the gist, which is horrible because I'm like, we're kind of watching a show together, but we're really not. No, that's how I feel about um, Game of Thrones. Like any HBO shows, yeah. I can't watch them. It's just, yeah, it's super They're intense. also too long. I yeah. need to do other things. Um, Exactly. And so... uh. It, it is good like I do like Gillian Flynn and I I really appreciate like female lead characters but as far as like the intensity is like whew, a little yeah. too much I do like um I've been watching um Broad City which I love oh yeah and um Insecure which is also on HBO totally. with Issa Rae Ugh, I love Issa Rae okay um, um do you think adrenal fatigue is legit or is it the newest health fad this is from uh, I love I when people ask questions like this because I'm like, I'm so, Michelle. I don't know. I'm not a dietitian. I, I mean, I, again, I like I'm not shame. I'm not question shaming, but no. I'm like, I'm not a doctor. So well, sh- sure. I, I think it's legit. I think I, let me put it this way. I don't think it's a fad. I think that I, it I agree with that. Yeah. Is if we're asking opinions here. Right. My <laughs> opinion is that it's opinion. not a fad. My opinion is that there is still a lot for us to learn individually and as a society about the way that our hormones and our adrenals truly affect our health. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is not as cut and dry as getting a blood test and saying like, yes, your levels are normal. I think that it is a lot more nuanced than that as somebody who has gone through like hormonal stuff. And I mean, like, I don't talk about this in the podcast very much, but I still have a tremor. Mm, yeah, that's right. And in your hand, right? In, yeah, my hands. Yeah. That I developed, what, maybe about four years ago. And it just one day started having a tremor. Went to like a neurologist, got my hormones tested, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you have a central tremor." Like some people just tremor. I love how doc like yeah. the recently we just talked about doctors just being like, "Well, this is just what you have," well, and you're this like, is just, "Yeah, it's just like, like I don't think that's like a, I didn't have it before." Yeah, okay. why do I have it now? Yeah, so doesn't explain. I kind of got used to it, and like so a couple months after that, that was when I got pregnant. And so I kind of like fell to the back burner and has continued to fall to the back burner. I've just kind of gotten used to it. But like I notice it if I'm like trying to like I work at a flower shop on Saturdays. And if I'm trying to like do a detailed like if I'm trying to wrap something with a ribbon, like I notice it. So I think there is absolutely like an adrenal. Yeah. I would encourage you if you really want to know more about that, if you don't listen to Coconuts, I'm sorry, uh, Well-Fed Women, um, The Coconuts and Kettlebells is their book. But um, if you don't listen to their podcast already, I love Steph Ruper and Noel Tarr, and they just talk very intelligently about these issues. And Stephanie Ruper has written a book, uh, Paleo for Women, which uh, is not, you know, she's not super paleo now, but the book talks a lot about, or even her website, Paleo for Women. Sorry if it's, that's not the name of her book, but she has all of her information on that website. And so I would really, really, really encourage you to seek out information from um, health Emily, practitioners. Emily Schramm has had some good information yeah. on her podcast as well, um, which is now called Meathead Hippie. Mm-hmm. So check out her stuff. She has had some adrenal fatigue. um, Or even just like, um, um, oh my gosh. Uh, Clues. (laughs) Give me some context clues. Claire's face. Dave Asprey. (laughs) 
<laughs> Read my mind. Diane said Filippo. Oh, Thank you. Like, male or female? Alive or dead? Come on. 20 questions. I'm great at... I'm like the best at 20 questions. Are you really? Yes. Oh, we should do that at camp time. I, we told, I love 20 questions. I'm... Because I, I like have a very like logical mind. Yeah. So I'm re- I love 20 questions because I love... It's like exactly how I think about things. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's not that. Okay, it's yeah. not that. Okay, it's not Ooh, that. So just like a and big narrows, map in your mind. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Remember we talked about synesthesia that one time? Yes. Yeah. That's it like totally plays into my synesthesia. It's just so funny. Okay. Um <laughs> ideas for breaking the habit of binge eating. Ooh, that's a big one. Ties to assigning morality to food choices. Silence. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just re- rereading it. Um, ideas for breaking the habit of binge eating ties to assigning morality to food choices. Um, uh, oh, this is a really loaded question. And you guys know how like freaking serious I get about this stuff. Just so being- I think right off the bat, if you are experiencing true binge I- cycle eating, you need to speak to a professional. Yes. And here's here's what I just get. I, I, I feel like a little bit I get a little crotchety old school thinking because I still cannot stand the bullshit that's out on social media that people are just thinking they're experts because they've gone through it. Therefore, they're qualified to give you advice. Yeah. It is so annoying to me when people are like, I'm a wellness coach and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, fine if you get the education, but do not give people advice just based off your own personal experience. So if we're talking about... Like medical, psychological like, yes, like advice on... Right. Yeah. Oh, it drives me nuts. And I see it everywhere. And no everywhere. offense if that's kind of like your wellness and like livelihood that you've created for yourself. I disagree with it's your It's one path, thing to create like <laughs> training programs and whatever. I disagree with like giving people advice from that platform. Right. It's another, I do. It's, it's I just another do. thing to like say like I will cure your eating disorder. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, so I will say that don't take this lightly. That's yeah, the other totally. thing is we've kind of normalized that, you know, ha ha, I just like you know, binge because I... Uh, had a cheat day, day or yeah. stressful day and it's just not we shouldn't be taking it so lightly it's kind and of the same thing of of saying like oh my gosh i'm so ocd yeah like, it's if like you were true like people really suffer from the disorder right. it's different from like wanting things on your desk in a row versus yeah. like having true right. obsessive compulsive disorder right. that controls your life or when people would be like oh i'm bipolar i'm like do you really understand what that means right it is a devastating and not th- i mean you guys know i work in mental health so i'm like gonna get all serious about this but like it's really a devastating mental illness. And so so as far as like breaking, if we're going to just like go on the like lighter side of the pendulum of talking about binge eating, like please understand that this is not just something I can just spout off some tips. But what I would encourage you to do is like read about what binge eating is, like look at your own patterns, start keeping a journal of your emotions. There's a lot of good apps out there. Um, I can post about them. I don't have them off the top of my head. But... Um, I know Dr. Jen Berman from way back in the day, and this is like kind of dating myself when I used to listen to um, Sirius XM radio. Dr. Jen Berman is an eating disorder specialist and therapist and kind of like a celebrity doctor, but she's really, 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 really good. Um, And she created an app called No More Diets um, because she did her dissertation on eating disorders. And I know that that the title is not great, but it's a really good app of like just tracking your emotions. And so much of eating disorder work has to do with tracking your emotions and tracking your patterns um, of like how you like kind of the preemptive stuff that leads up to a binge and then binging and then afterwards. It's like this whole cycle. So um, that's kind of like the light version of like at least just learning your own behaviors. And so much of it has to do with your individual patterns. So I would kind of like start there just talking to a therapist or at least like reading online about the patterns of eating disorder behavior and binge behavior. Um, because I think that there's just so much junk out there. And I'm, I'm happy to guide you um, to some resources if you want to email us girlsgonewad at gmail.com. And I'd be happy just to you know point out some resources that I don't like have handy here. But um, it's it's just not something to be taken lightly. And I don't mean to get all serious about it, but I just, I think we do, we are getting a little um, casual. conditioned and casual to just be like, oh, just, you know, everyone just needs to eat food and intuitive eating. And it's like, what does all that mean? Right. And like, and that's you start great. start feeling bad about Unless yourself. Unless you like have a true, yeah. yeah. I think to the second half of the question, um, you know, talk about kind of assigning morality to food choices. I think a lot of that can be helped with what Joy's talking about, about just like being really aware about the mindset that you're in when you're, when you eat about the thought, the thought patterns that come around you eating and trying really hard to take a step back and ask yourself like, okay, what would I like to experience when I start and finish a meal? 
you know, what type of mindset would I like to be and what would I like my body to feel like? And then start cultivating that, you know, like it doesn't have to be super specific. It can kind of be this big picture. Like I want to feel X, Y, Z and start working towards that. And I think if you can, one thing that has really helped me, me is realizing like there is a bigger picture thing I'm going for and so many food choices. Mm Mm-hmm put me in that direction. It's not just like if I don't hit my macros or if I don't eat these certain ways or if I do, you know, I can only eat these certain things and only those things will like contribute to whatever my goal is or whatever my health that I want to have. Taking a step back and realizing like, no, actually there is a super wide spectrum of food and food choices and eating patterns and eating habits and whatever that still put me, point me where I want to go. Yeah. That has been huge in like, helping me to sort of detach from the experience of emotional eating. Mm -hmm. The other thing though, is we get caught up in um, doing quote unquote recovery perfectly. So we also are kind of looking at, well, how do I then do it the right way? Which is just another way of being like restrictive, right? right? So, so I think that it's important for us to kind of say, get to know your patterns because that's obviously not something like you're kind of, um, it's like you're a prisoner. It's a really hard pattern to break, but you, you can break out of it. Like I'm here to tell you, you can break out of it. It takes a little bit of work. And I think a lot of people are really scared to go there because you open up a can of worms and it's a lot of of emotions and food, like what food means to you and what food meant to you and all of this emotional stuff. And that's okay. But, um, I think it's just, it's also important to know that there's not going to be like one right way to go on to undoing these patterns. Like you don't, you can mess up and you can learn about yourself. Like I, I've learned so much about myself and my eating patterns in like the past four years and I have my whole life just because of everything we've like learned through this podcast. And with every single day, I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it just takes time and patience. Um, and I just, I really want to kind of honor everyone who's like, I know there's a lot of women out there who are dealing with this stuff, but um, just don't take it lightly. And also don't try to like do recovery perfectly either. It's kind of the same with drinking. Like people are like, you have to understand that having a relapse is a part of the recovery process. Like everything's going to kind of wax and wane and ebb and flow. So sorry, I, did that. I didn't mean to get so serious yeah, about let's that. Let's but pick a couple of lighter questions. Pick some lighter questions. First of all, hi, Andrea White. She hi. just want to say hi. 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 Tara, 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 Tara. What is your go-to podcast for a long drive? Ooh, well. I love TED Radio Hour. I'm like such a sucker for classic NPR podcasts. I love TED Radio Hour. I love Invisibilia. I love Terry Gross. I don't love Terry Gross. Really? I think she's so cute. (laughs) She is so cute, but I don't know. And I will say she is an expert interviewer. Mm, So good. She's so good. Yeah. Um, I like WTF. I love Mark Maron's interviews. Oh, I like Hidden Brain. I've gotten into that. So good. Mark Maron's interviews are just top notch. Um, I, let's see, Scott and I went to Westcliff this past weekend to see my parents and we listened to, Scott loves Bill Simmons and I am a huge fan of him as well just because he's one of the OG podcasters and a writer and he's, he's brilliant. He's built an empire. Um, so all of his podcasts are great. And he also has this awesome podcast called The Rewatchables, which is a show about movies where they kind of break down movies, uh, like their favorite movies and the characters. And it's just, it's so brilliantly done and really, really funny. Um, and then I would say one of my new favorite ones is Boss Files with Poppy Harlow because she has, she interviews really cool women. Um, and I just kind of need something different these days. I feel like I've been listening to the same things over and over again. Um, and while I think health and wellness podcasts are great, and I always enjoy listening to different information, I'm like, I just need something else. Like, I want something different in my ears. What is your biggest advice to someone starting a blog? Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Just start doing it. Start doing it. Be consistent. And do things that are ha- like Pat, you're passionate about. Yeah. Like, don't try to force content. You can right. never force don't content. Don't force content. Don't like decide you're going to be a recipe blog if you hate cooking. Don't decide you're going to be a fitness blog if you don't like working out. Yeah. But like, you, trust that there's enough interesting stuff going on in your life that people want to hear about it. Yep. Just basically keep it like a diary. You know, don't be like weirdly personal about it. But don't, re- <clears throat> don't overthink it. Just start writing and see where it goes. Yes. Uh, I want to answer Sarah's question because she said, I just got my first pull up. Now I keep ripping. Best glove thing majors to use. <laughs> I will say get the wad rod because that's yes. the only thing that has helped me from not tearing. Wadrod.com, yes. discount code GGW. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, what's the best advice you've ever received? Mm. I will. You know what? I've learned to not ask the best. What is like? Yeah, you good, talked be, about this. It's like it's it, it, puts immediately, it, on a pillar. it immediately stops you in your tracks where you're like, I have Pedestal. to pick the most perfect answer. So I will say some advice that I've recently received that I really like was that um, lately at work, I've been like trying to really force, not force, but like implement workplace joy. So I've been kind of like this, you know, um, advocate for making sure that we're following a lot of the workplace happiness stuff and things can get really intense in our department. So I'm like Shauna Core and, you know, sending all these emails out about like articles of how workplace happiness increases productivity. And I had a discussion with another manager the other day because she was like, you know, Joy, it's really important too to look at problems as opportunities. And I'm like, that's a good reminder because there's a lot of times where I will kind of gloss over problems and I'll be a little too Pollyanna instead of being like, oh, that's a place to grow. Right. And so that was a good reminder for me. I think you're always, we're always kind of like looking at things of how do you turn a problem into like, okay, I really like, no one likes to hear negative stuff or like negative things about themselves, but um, like, that's kind of where I'm at right now. What about you? That's a good question. Some of the best <laughs> advice I've ever received. My mom once when I was in high school told me, you don't have to say everything you think. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And that's like to this day, probably mm-hmm. my favorite piece of it. Just like quick like snippet of advice. Yeah. Because I think it applies to so many things. Yes. And really what it comes down to is just like think before you speak. Yeah. And like maybe what you're about to say is not helpful or useful yeah. or doesn't add to the conversation. But isn't it interesting of how we all, like, we're born to communicate, we're born to connect. So it's really important when we're in a conversation of, like, relating. I think that, and I think in the context, I was, like, 17, she was probably, like, stop talking. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, looking back, you're like, yeah, there really wasn't much to it. But I do think, you know, it has a lot of of context. Yeah, 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 Um, yeah. Okay, let's do, like, two or three more. Okay. What is your favorite type of tacos? Including toppings. <laughs> I like carnitas tacos with pickled red onions. Oh. Or fried fish tacos. Oh my gosh. I I love fish tacos. I'm always going to stick with fish tacos. Planning a trip to Colorado. Must see, eat, and do. Where in Colorado? I have so many follow-up questions. Where in Colorado? How long will you be here? What do you like to do? I feel like I can't really give you an answer to this question. However, I will <laughs> say that we always direct people to PaleoMG. Julie Bauer has a great like guide to Denver yes. on her blog. So check that out. Yep. Did you know there's a podcast called Girls Gotta Eat? It's hilarious. I looked it up and I I haven't listened to it yet, but I guess we'll have to Um, to give them a little shout out. I'm Um, taking the CrossFit Level 1 class this weekend. Anything, tips, prep, suggestions in advance? Go back and listen to our interview with Nicole Carroll because she really will like make you so excited to take your level one. For sure. Yeah. But other than that, like just have fun with it. Yeah. Don't be worried. Let's see here. If you could invite any famous person to CrossFit with you, who would it be? Oh. Okay. The first person that popped in my head was Reese Witherspoon. That's really funny. She'd be so cute. She'd be so cute. I've just been like following her on Instagram lately. I want to take Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake Mm. because they'd work out together. Then I'd get a two for one. We clearly want uh, (laughs) Jonathan from Queer Eye. Oh my God. (laughs) He would just like walk around the whole time be like, cute. Yeah. And then he would just lay on the ground and... (laughs) be stoned or something like sweaty he's so cute oh Oh. this is important claire what it says i forgot to ask this last time in conjunction with claire's favorite harry potter book what house is she in i'm in gryffindor okay yeah you can take the quiz on pottermore (laughs) i'm in gryffindor and what was the other thing oh my patronus is a what was it like a big cat of some kind (laughs) Alex asked, what supplements do you take? Just kidding. I'm a long-time listener. <laughs> okay. Actually, though, somebody emailed us recently. And they were like, what supplements do you take? And it was someone we know. It was like someone we know in real life. But I think that this is a good point because it does like come okay, up a lot. Okay, sure. So just... No question shaming. No question shaming. I like that she knew like that that's... But sure. I, you know, we did talk about it a little bit, like a couple episodes ago, like, you know, the prenatal and all that kind of thing. We don't really take supplements. Yeah. I was taking a bunch when because, I was like, yeah, you know, specifically that were prescribed, not prescribed yeah. to me, but that were suggested to me by my naturopath and my chiropractor. But apart from, I, I will say this. I think every woman of childbearing age can benefit from her taking a prenatal mm-hmm. because the purpose of a prenatal is to like beef your body up. To it's to balance your hormones. Human. It's to yeah. beef your body, your body up to have like, what's her name for? Support, Optimal yeah. hormonal cycles. Yep. Everybody needs that. Sure. So if you're 
itching to take a vitamin, take a prenatal yeah. if you're a woman and yeah. in childbearing age. Even if you're not trying to get pregnant or never want to be pregnant or whatever. I go off of like how I feel. Yeah. And if I'm really interested in, I start noticing something like, I wonder if I need to supplement. I just go get my blood tested. Like I yeah. ask my doctor and I know it's like super silly and controversial to be like, well, you don't always need that. But, right. and I also go have like Laura Ligos where she's like, I'm like two times in two weeks. I know. We actually are going to have her back on the show. I asked her. Oh, we are. <laughs> I was like, Great. will you? Um, and because I'm like, I just want to kind of go through the basics again, because uh, we get this, this question is like ongoing. There's so, there's more supplements out there than ever before. So yes. she'll, she'll give us the rundown on that. But um, I am starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to play with like floral, like tinctures, like it, like, it, um, mm, yeah. like uh, Astralagus or whatever Astralagus. it is. <laughs> because it's just like, I like playing with things. And so I'm like, that's probably okay. Yeah. Right? Like, I have <laughs> taken a lot of tinctures in my life. Have you? Oh, I know you have because you came from like the tincture household. Yeah. Like, my dad, dad invented the, toaster strudel. My dad invented toaster strudel. <laughs> but not only that, so not only did he invent toaster strudel, not really, guys. Um, celestial seasonings, celestial seasonings. To, be, to be exact. <laughs> but he did invent celestial seasonings. Um, <laughs> when I was in high school and in college, he owned and ran a an herbal tincture company in Longmont okay. for in hygiene. Okay. And so, and I worked there in the uh, summers. So you're probably like, oh God. But my dad, like to this day, on his counter is I love a huge basket. I love it. I need to, full of, like, you need to take a picture of that because yeah. I need to know like, and what be, he like, has. standing in the kitchen talking to him and I'll just like reach over and like take some droplets full of it. stuff. I love it. Like that's Ugh. like but, my like, new thing. That's like the crap I had to take when I was like I know. a teenager. I know. I, Which ugh. is why you've turned out okay. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, I do want to answer this question. Okay. Would you remain at your job if you won a million dollars slash $10 million? don't have a job I'd be like um I don't know anyone who wouldn't remain at their job or who wouldn't leave or who okay who wouldn't stay at their job you don't know anyone who wouldn't (laughs) stay at their job sorry no no the other way around you don't know anyone who wouldn't quit their job correct uh I think it's like you know do you love your job and I mean I'm like I would like travel like wouldn't I don't know I don't don't know if I would travel I Okay, once again, I don't, I have like five jobs. Yeah. I don't have like a day to day, every day I go to work job. So I don't really know if this question applies to me. I would still want to do something, but I wouldn't go to an office every day, no. Yeah. Okay. Like, there was another one that I really want to answer. Yeah. Hold on. If you could try a food from the Great British Baking Show, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Uh, they were making those breadsticks recently. Oh. Those like anything s- from Bread Week. Bread Literally week. anything from Bread Week. Anything from Bread Week, for sure. What is Claire's favorite episode of Chef's Table? Great question. Mm-hmm. I like the one with the uh, South Korean Buddhist monk. Mm-hmm. That one's amazing. And I like the one... Um, that one's probably my favorite by far. I like the one... Uh, like the very first one that's all about Parmesan cheese. Mm-hmm. Sounds love. Those are probably my two favorites. Uh, when are you going to do this full time? I want Joy and Claire every know, day. Guys. And I always like, I like, I love that one. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. So well, when, when we, we have in, $10 million, $10 million. Yeah, for sure. Um, or if anyone out there is just like really wants to dump some money into, they're just like, Hey, I just want to support a podcast and I have like money to just invest. We are here for you. We, we are, are open absolutely to conversations. Here for you. Oh, I wanted to know the question to this okay. or the answer. Have you told miles about the baby? What was his reaction? That's a good question. Yeah. So yes and no. So keep in mind, Miles is like not quite three years old. Mm-hmm. The passage of time for him is still very abstract. <laughs> I love him so much. So for us to say like, hey, Miles, in six months, you're going to have a baby sister. He doesn't, he literally doesn't know what that means. Yeah. So I will say last week we were, we were in the car oh, no. and we were on our way to the farmer's market and I, and Miles is just the best. And he said, mommy is the best and daddy is the best and Miles is the best. He was saying this. And I was like, you're right. We have the best family. Miles, do you think we should have a baby? He goes, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> and I went, I realized this was a gamble afterwards. He's like, do you think we should have a girl baby or a boy baby? And he goes, a girl baby. And I was like, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you think we should have a girl baby? He goes, yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I have no idea if he has any idea what he was talking about. So then we get to the farmer's market and Brandon had driven separately and met us there for some reason. And Miles goes up to Brandon and goes, Daddy, we're going to have a girl baby. It's a great idea. <laughs> so. You're just going to go pick up one then, at the store. Right. Who knows? Right. So then last night, 
I have this like lotion that I put on my belly and people who ask about stretch marks, I think stretch marks are largely genetic. However, Mm -hmm. I still use lotion because my belly itches. Okay. When your skin stretches, it itches. Yeah. So I have this belly lotion and I was putting it on and Miles has recently really taken an interest in lotion. And so he wanted to put some on and I was putting it on. He started poking me in the belly and my belly button in particular, which is like already about to pop. And I said, Miles, do you know why my belly is so getting so big? And he, whenever you ask him a question, he always says yes. And he goes, yes. And I say, you do? Why? And he looks at me and says, why? I was like, there's a baby in there. And he's like, what? <laughs> so he doesn't get it. Yeah. Not so. <laughs> but I think he's going to be excited about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was a really long answer. That's so cute. Um, uh, are you going to do another mindful body challenge? We or are. some variation? Yes, we will. Uh, healthful, healthfully happy says best pre-workout meal. Just kidding. <laughs> I love that you guys know that we hate those questions. When is the Claire- no question shame? No question no shame. Question. When is the Claire Chesty coming? Great question. Soon at the games, I was talking to Nicole. They had to redesign part of the back just yeah. to like make it easier to produce or something. Um, but she's like, I'm literally like trying to get updates every day. Hopefully, really, really soon. Dallas Steele asked about uh, nighttime skin care. And makeup products, please subscribe to our newsletter because yes. all it's the all answers you could ever there. want. Uh, girlsgonwildpodcast.com forward slash newsletter. Last question. What are your current nope? Will you but 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 not that one. No. Uh, okay, real quick. Does yeah. Joy have any tattoos? I love this question because you're so embarrassed I, by your tattoo. I, hate my tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tramp stamp. <laughs> Great. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. It's, it's like on the, on the to the left. It's like a love I really want to get it. Stamp. Whenever Claire and I actually like get a girl's gone wild tattoo, I will be covering that up. You know how hard it is to actually cover up tattoos? A tattoo no. cover up has to be like five times bigger than the actual tattoo. Damn it. So you're gonna end up with like well, can I like add on to it or something? Yes. You can just turn it into my face. Please do that. Um, um let's okay. see. But I did want, oh, there's another one. Oh, someone asked about oh hi JT. JT's in here and he's gonna shake. He's like, it's too hot in here, you darn girls. <laughs> someone did uh, ask the question about Julie Bauer mentioning that we're doing a um podcast like retreat oh yeah and we are doing a um trip with the mind pump guys the end of september my yeah gosh. in tahoe there's gonna be a bunch of podcasters podcast but really what we're excited about is that we get to share an airbnb with julie mm-hmm. and i'm really looking for it literally the thing i'm looking forward to the most that whole weekend is witnessing julie bauer's like skincare routine yeah. in person yes great all, all her great you know products and clothes yeah. and it'll just be like a total slumber party true jen's slens jen slens asked is butter a carb yes it is it is a carb mm. uh i think that's it okay. i think that's good these were great these were questions. questions you guys we really delivered we did not get to all of them and i'm sure no. you guys will continue sending them like so we we'll just, just got save them oh another one 16 seconds ago so we will save them thank you so much as always for sending us your questions I love these episodes. They're so fun. Yeah, they are so fun. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Remember to support uh, unpluggedflowessentials.com, the discount code of GGW to support the podcast. And also go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a review. Um, As this podcast continues to grow, we just keep getting cooler people to the show. So thank you so much if you're new. Um, We're glad you're here. And anytime you guys see something on social media that we post that you like, repost it. That is the best way for us to find new people. Whenever you hear something on an episode that you like, post it on your social media. That's the best way for people to find us and find out about us is through word of mouth. I can't tell you, probably the vast majority of people who listen to this are like, oh my gosh, I heard about you from a girl at my gym or my friend told me to start listening to you. So be that friend. Yeah, be that friend who tells them the great secret that is Girls Gone Wild podcast. And one last thing, thank you so much for emailing us about the guest recommendations because you sent us some really good ones and especially you delivered by saying, I know this person and or have connections, which is really half the battle. So we love suggestions, but we're like, yeah, well, connections go a really long way. So thank you and keep sending your suggestions slash connections because that is awesome. We have some really awesome guests lined up for you know, the end of the year. I know we hate to think about that, but we are heading into the fall. Everyone. Slay ride 2019. Pumpkin explosion. Have a good week. What's your favorite thing about fall? Nope. I'm I'm overriding your have a good week. Mm. What's your favorite thing about fall? This is my question. Every single time that I coach, I always have like a question at the beginning of the day. Or what is something you're looking forward to about fall? Well, I know this sounds so stupid, but like the first thing you I thought of when you said that was just like the air. No, I love fair. the air. That's like great. it's like there's something about so the crisp. air in the fall and the light changing yes. in the day. 
there's just something it's very comfort- comforting about it. And I can't like pinpoint it, yeah. but it's like you just know how it feels. I agree. It's a feeling. I like boots and apple cider donuts. Oh, you just like those no matter I what. I do, but now I have like an excuse to eat them. And boots are the best. All right, guys. Have a great week. All right. Bye. Bye.